Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Episode 9-0. And still no oh. mummies. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> wow. So close. 90 also, episodes. Also, the one with your princess is in another castle, part four now? How many are we on now? I'm so tired of libraries. And so many libraries. The one where we save Kelru. And also, the one with the daring rescue of Kelru, hopefully. I don't know if we're going to pull that off in one episode, guys. That's high thinking. Hey, you never know. <laughs> we can be optimistic. That seems like a 10 episode arc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to stretch, stretch the next two pages in the book to another 10 yep. pages. Episode 100 will be saving Kelru. Oh. Uh, no, I'm not going to commit to episode 100. Yeah, so 90 episodes in. An exciting milestone for us. Really just beginning the steady countdown to episode 100. I was going to say, this is just... That's when the ball drops. Yeah, there you go. We're starting the ball drop. No. Uh, when last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers had finished their explorations into the depths of the dark depository, had found the Scrolls of Inquiry that the party had been searching for. At the very least, Citra had been wanting to seek out for the better part of almost 50 episodes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ever so since. About, Why are you cursed? About a real-world year and about a in-game month. Yeah, but sadly, yep. we still didn't find out how my family is cursed. No, no. Nope. You did find out a little bit more about your your ancestors' involvement with the creation of the Mask of the Forgotten Pharaoh and... Both your ancestor as well as Onuris' ancestor slash daddy's involvement in the Sacrosant Order of the Blue Feather. Mm-hmm. And the why that and he got why. cursed. Why? No, we still don't know that. It's true. I mean, I'm assuming he just it got had exiled. Some, well, I, I know, but I'm assuming it had something to do with his help in the creation of the, you know, Hakatep artifacts. You know what they say about assuming? Don't, don't do it. Probably. <laughs> Following that, the group of you had exited out of the dark depository into the benighted streets, having lost all sense of time since you've been underground for three days, having not seen the light of the sun or another human being beyond the uh, the lot of you. There's only one human in the group. Yep. It's true. Jeez. Yep. No other humans or cats or elves. Mm-hmm. Or we, we, we were the only ones down there. Yours is part human. Type. No, he's an Asimar. He's not normal human. Yeah, but his parents were, yeah. <laughs> anyway. In second edition, you'd be a human hereditary, something or another. Your human uh, uh, ancestry with yeah. your... This isn't second edition. Whatever. Yes, but it's all in the same world. That's only a scant... Uh, what year is it? 4714? Yes. Yeah, it's only a scant five years away until the fabric of reality changes. Anyway, exiting from the Dark Depository, you had decided to make your way to your... Your new home, and by that I mean you slept there once, the <laughs> Palace of Gentle Reeds. Yep. To go and be reunited with your friends and celebrate and enjoy a relaxing evening. And oh wait, no. A mysterious figure approached all of you, led you off into an alleyway. Didn't suddenly betray you and attempt to kill you, as I'm sure at least half the party has suspected. Pretty much. Yeah. Revealing himself to be Azaz, and addressed the party and said that they've taken him. And I suppose that's where we're going to start back up. The four of you, six if you count the avians, stand in this alleyway. Night has fallen. There's a few windows here and there with a soft glow of lamps from behind their closed shutters as the wind's coming in off the desert, whipping in through here, blowing particles of sand 
the periodic snap, snap sound of sheets that have been laid out to dry between the buildings, getting caught in the wind and cracking back and forth. And Azaz, looking like he hasn't slept in days, haggardly with this uh, peach fuzz growing in oh. from his lack of shaving, but he's still like 17. Poor guy. When was he taken? Yes. Um, what day is it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we actually probably don't know. We're like, I don't know. It's the 28th. Uh, he came home after the uh, after the chariot race. There were celebrations through the city, but he seemed uh, he seemed himself, but agitated. Like there was something on his mind. He said that he needed to go to to speak with the high priestess. He left in the middle of the night. Was, the, the celebrations were still going on. Maybe it was ten, eleven o'clock. I waited for him for a while. I fell asleep studying. I woke up the next morning and, and he hadn't come home. It's not uncommon. He's been he's been working late nights. I, I waited through breakfast, but he didn't return. I went. I I made some purchases. I stopped by one of the reagent shops. I picked up some bat droppings. I recently learned fireball. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I came back. His, our bed hadn't been slept in. There was no signs that he ever returned. I, I went to the temple. I asked them. And are they denying he ever existed yet? No, I, I asked to speak with a, with a higher up. I spoke with a, a woman there. Kim Marie, I believe her name was. She said that Kelru was on assignment. Hmm. I, I asked her when he would return, and she said that that was privileged information. Uh, I returned back home. He's, he's often working on various tasks and assignments. He's highly trusted by the Hatya. Uh, when he didn't return the next day, I asked again. They said that he was on assignment, and then I feel like that there's been someone following me. Hmm. Sudi looks around to see if somebody is following Yeah, I was about to say, Citra immediately looks around. <laughs> I mean, you guys can make a perception roll. Dang it. They wouldn't necessarily be in line of sight, Sudi, so you can use your yeah, ears to try to listen. doesn't really help me. Uh, so I roll a four for a 19. Okay. Uh, 24 for Citra. Does it count as danger sense? <laughs> I mean, if you were looking for someone, they were trying to ambush you, yes. So that would be a 28 if it's danger. On yours gets a 26. Hollis doesn't bother. <laughs> what about sugar? Sugar could bother. Sugar's asleep. It's late. <laughs> she had an exciting day. Okay. Sudi, you, you cock an ear. You kind of turn in place. I'm sure Citra is probably being a little comforting to Azaz as he looks on stoic, but you can tell his, like his eyes are kind of puffy and red. He's obviously been taking this very hard. You don't hear anything. Citra and on yours, neither of you hear anything or see anything either. But Citra, you do feel it. The sensation like you're being watched. This is not the place to talk about this. We need to get somewhere more secluded. Why don't we bring him with us to Mom and Akras? I tried going into the palace. I, I know we've... He gestures to everyone but Hollis. We've had our differences in the past, but... Kelru knew something was going to happen to you in that race, and I can't help but feel that it's too convenient. We helped you, and now... He's being punished. I, I don't... I'm getting tired of this church and its machinations. 
Come back to us with the palace. To the palace. I'm going to talk to Mama Nafra. Okay. He nods, begins to follow all of you. Anyone that wishes can make me a hill check if you so wish. I don't have any of that, but I'll roll untrained. I roll surprisingly well. Um, I roll a 17 for a 19. Hmm. Uh, on yours, gets a perfect 20 for a 36. Okay. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, he has not slept in at least two days. Mm-hmm. You don't know when's the last time he's eaten. Azaz, you're going to need to sleep and eat. I try, but I just it always feels like there's someone here. Then let's go away from here. Unless they're using magic, if it's trying. Yeah, you can detect magic if you wish. Uh, Sweeping around. No, you don't detect any magic around you. Hmm. Can you detect someone scrying on you with detect magic? Because the source of the magic isn't there. It does create an invisible scrying sensor. Oh. And Onyris wouldn't feel it because the mask makes him immune to scrying. I see invisibility. Oh, yeah. Now I look around. You whisper off your spell. Glance up as I suppose all of you begin to turn through the alleyway. Look about, and they're hovering not twenty feet away. Oh, is a two-inch diameter. What almost looks to be this just occluded white sphere, floating in the air like an eyeball, hovering devoid of the rest of the body. I dispel it. Yeah, it's going to be a castle level check. Mm. So I suppose all the rest of you turn. Hollis kind of casts a spell, One glances second. around, and goes up. Oh. <laughs> Not the best roll I've ever had. Um, you get to add anything to it? Like, uh, if it's a greater dispel, I think you get to add a bonus. If it's, it's like a targeted four, dispel. Yeah, but it's if not. it's a regular dispel magic, then it's just caster level. Mm, I get a 15. 15? Yeah, I rolled a 7. You wave a hand towards it. You feel the magic energy pulse through you before it seems to simply roll off of this. Did it work? Oh, but I got two of them, so I can try again. Uh, 19. You take a second, refocus yourself, give a second pass. You clench your fist and make the final gesture, your fingers a position, kind of stretch your mental strength as hard as you can towards it, pointing my wand as hard as I can. (laughs) And then with what you think should be an audible, but an inaudible pop, it just disappears. All right, work that time. So what just happened? Apparently we were being watched. Somebody was scrying on Azaz. So magic... Uh, you may make a spellcraft check if you so wish. Okay. A 22. My dice hate me today with my five. Sad. You'd be able to determine that that is, in fact, yes. It is a scrying spell, and specifically the spell scrying. Okay. Pretty powerful spellcaster cast that. I mean, I could cast it, but barely. I think we should dawdle here. We mm-hmm. need to get out of here. Uh, is Why there would anything someone we can be scrying do on me? Yeah. Probably because they knew you'd come to us. Or they want to see what else maybe you know that Kelru didn't. Or how much Kelru may have told you about whatever it is that has gotten him into trouble. Regardless, is there anything we can do to protect ourselves against this? It's not something within my capabilities. Maybe, but not today. Okay. We still need to get you out of here. You obviously need to have a good rest. You're going to be no use to Kelru if you're going to continue on like this. If they're scrying me, that means that the person's probably knows where Kelrub is. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be a reason to scry me otherwise. So who in the city is able to do that? Hatya? Uh, there's probably other priests capable of it. I mean, uh, a sufficiently powerful wizard. There must be some other high-level spellcaster. Because you kind of have to I'm sure she it. has assistance in a council that she trusts in some capacity. Kelrub. 
I was going to say, could it be Kelrut keeping an eye on you? Maybe. For days on end would imply that he can repair the spell, though, right? I mean, what's the duration on this scrying? If Kelru is casting it, he's grown exponentially in power since our last confrontation. I can't even cast that spell. I mean, I could. He... Oh, but he's a cleric. Mm. Is he? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he would To be able to cast a spell, he'd have to be ninth level, which is a level higher than us. Yeah, okay. We could try picking up a message spell. Sending him a message. It's this. The sensation comes and goes. Um, hmm. Since they've discovered us doing it, are they going to even try it again? They know we'll be on the lookout for it now. Yeah, depends. I mean, th- unless we can find a way to figure out who is casting it. I mean, there's no risk, right, to them doing it. I don't know. There's a lot of options that could be happening with it. Um, if it's one spellcaster casting it over and over again, then they're probably much higher level than we are because I can only cast a couple <laughs> much higher level <laughs> much higher level than I spells at that at that uh, caliber but I mean maybe it's multiple people which means there's a lot of spellcasters here which not unheard of I guess with the temple of Nethys here I don't know I've never spent a whole lot of time in this temple so I don't know exactly its membership and speculating is getting us nowhere yep. we need to return to the palace we go I wonder if Mama Nafra has some way to prevent this because this seems like a very I don't know how thing. much we should be trusting Mama Nafra. I trust her more than the temple. Well, I wasn't saying to ask for her help. I'm just kind of curious, because, like, couldn't anybody spy on you then? I imagine she has some sort of protection if she's into secrets and spying. We can probably figure it out ourselves, a way to do it. It's just I don't have that I don't have that spell in my spell book currently, and I'm a little tapped. Well, not really. I have a lot of things I could cast, but that ain't one of them. I'm not advocating for telling Mamana for everything, but she's our only ally in this city. The church here is powerful, and the Hatia obviously wants to get rid of us. And it seems most likely that the Hatia would be the one to took Kelru. Mm-hmm. Also, having the most concentration of, well, casters would mean she's most likely able to do this kind of spying. Maybe, if you think the person trying to kill us is the Hatia. If it's somebody else pretending to be... Who better to kidnap to mess with the Church of Nethys than the right-hand man to the... But then the Church wouldn't be telling us as Kelru's on on a mission. They wouldn't know where he was either. Why lie about that? What if he actually is on a mission? The Church lies about everything. (laughs) Wait a minute. So something just occurred to me. So the Hatia said to us, there are no secrets in Tefu, right? It's a cover story, obviously. Well, no. But if you have this kind of capability to be able to spy on people magically... You might be able to know quite a lot about the city if you just had somebody just sitting there casting a spell on various people or places, right? So they could be possible. I mean, we could have been being watched this whole time. We've never thought about looking for something like this. You feel you feel it, generally. Oh, well, I've never felt it. So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. How hard is it to cast this? I mean... I know some spells have, like, requirements that you have to, like, have specific components or something, right? So... It's it's time-consuming and it takes a lot of energy. If it's a divine spellcaster that requires a font of holy water, if it is an arcane spellcaster that requires a mirror worth 1,000 gold. I believe you also have to know the person or something about them. I mean, you can actually get by with just knowing a name. Ah, okay. Um, So not that hard. But if you you bring that up, as as furrows his brow a year ago... He digs around under his shirt, produces a simple locket, opens it, showing a a depiction of a smiling Kelru. I had this made. And Kelru has one with your portrait. 
Yes. Which is more than enough for someone to scry upon you. So it's not Kelru probably doing the scrying, then he wouldn't need something like that as a focus. He, he knows also you well enough. wouldn't have access to the very expensive mirror or... Well, no, he's holy. So, holy water. So it is most likely whoever has Kelru is the one behind the scrying. Welp. I mean, it would, make, it would make sense not to allow... If you've taken a caster to not allow them to have their spell, spells, removing the divine focus of a cleric, taking this, the book of a wizard, something like that, right? Again, all of this speculation that we probably shouldn't be doing in this alleyway. We're walking. Well, we're we're walking. walking. I assume we're walking back towards oh, the palace. Never said. So suppose Citra shushes everyone down as you're beginning to approach the two guards guarding the gate, making your way into the palace proper. They give all of you nods recognizing the lot of you. They eye Azaz, not suspiciously, but with a look almost of some exasperation. Oh, because he's been here Like, before. he's probably been here a couple of times before pestering these same guards. You're allowed into the grounds here, where just a scant few days ago, you had mounted up your chariots and raced out of here. Uh, it's well cleaned. The little stable hand boy that uh, Hollis had hit in the head with a paper airplane with a spell on it gives you all a little wave as he goes running by with his monkey. That was fast. <laughs> Gracious. He's oh, wait, no, sorry. We were making the joke that he was Aladdin. He okay, was making thought, the joke. Yeah. I thought he was he's like, familiar. man, he got, but he got familiar immediately. You will have a familiar monkey, that's for sure. He's progressed very quickly. Yeah. Jeez. One very studious learning. You pass by the two more guards guarding the front entrance, the two more guards guarding the front door as you make your way into the, the palace. I guess, where are you headed? I am going to f- catch a servant and ask where a moment offer is. I'm going to take his ass to, I guess, my room so he can sleep. Yeah, I guess Sudi will probably do the same thing and, like, post up because I don't really have anything else that I can contribute, so. Well, are you know. dropping off his ass and then all of you going to speak to moment offer, or what is the plan? I don't know if I'll be able to aid because my diplomacy is not good. So also, you just don't want to know what happens in that uh, conversation? I, I mean, I do want to know... But I'm also... Uh, also, do you all want to change into your nicer clothing before you go and speak to her? Oh, we probably want like, to do take that. A bath. But I also am concerned that, like, we're going to, like, leave Azaz, go to the room, and then we come back, and he's gone, too. So I think, like, one or two of us should stay with him. I just in stay case. with him. Yeah, so, I mean, Hollis and I can stay with him. I mean, Anyers doesn't mind talking to her by himself if everybody else has other things to do. I, we're assuming that we're going to be you're going to be relatively safe in presence of the fan bearer. You know? Although if you're if you're talking about diplomacy checks, Hollis I think has the second highest diplomacy yeah. in the party. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, no for aiding, yeah. So you probably actually do want to go. Okay, fine. Um, I was about to say she's very diplomatic. <laughs> I, I'm not diplomatic, so that's why I'm like I mean my okay. chances of helping. Well, I still want to take a bath. Yeah. So I mean the argument is that Sudi has the lowest diplomacy and really the lowest knowledges. So if there's any yeah. of that being ro- rolled. Yeah, unless and also if it if it does come down to a knockdown dragout fight, Sudi is the best combatant if someone comes for Azaz. Well, if we put yeah, I was gonna say if we put Azaz in a room close to Mamanoffer, because aren't our rooms close to Mamanoffer's room? Yeah, Onuris's is right next door. Hey, so we could put him in Onuris's room. Leave the Why door. Why are we putting open. him in Onuris's no. room? You just volunteered. Well, no, no. Here, here's my plan. We put Azaz in there. If a fight breaks out in Mamanafra's or vice versa, if I leave the door open, then you guys could hear it, potentially come back and help. Yeah, but we don't know if she's in her room or she's somewhere not. else. Uh, stopping a servant and asking a servant, they would inform you that she is on the upper terrace, enjoying the evening as well as entertainment. I mean, we all do need to go take a bath, for one thing. We've been we down in the dark in depository days. for three days. We're not going to talk to her like this. We take Sudi's a bath and a change. little dusty and yeah. matted. 
So I suppose all of you make your way in. You There's got to be extra bedrooms in this place. Can we just get a Zaz's own freaking room? Can we ask a servant? Hey, this room's empty. We're putting our friend in here. Nah, he could just no, be in my room. <laughs> you are not the Hatya. He is not the guest of the Hatyas. Oh, my God. In fact, you've brought him in here. Like, leaving him unattended somewhere would be a yeah. serious yeah, that's, misstep. So, Soon he gets to be babysitter. Okay. I'll babysit. It's fine. So you all make your way, I imagine. Change. Get dressed in better clothing. Sudi, you kind of you do your best to kind of calm down his ass. You're not sure how much sleep he's going to get, but he mm. lays down. By the time that you're done brushing out your tail, just getting started, he's already softly breathing uh, deep in some slumber as this little green scorpion sits on his chest and oh. watches vigilantly over his master. Tail raised, ready. Okay. It's a very Hollis loyal approves. scorpion. Did we ever get the scorpion's name? I have to ask his ass. <laughs> I want to know what all the familiars' names are. The the rest of you, I suppose, change out of your adventurer's garb, put on your uh, Where's Falto? outfit. Falto would not currently be here. He's up there with Mom and Alfra. He's partying. Hmm? Citra, I suppose you slip your mithril chain shirt in under your uh, your clothing. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Mom and Alfra any more than I trust the Hatia. Well, I don't wear armor. Yeah, there's not much of an option for on yours because he's not going to gain the benefits of his... Fancy clothes. Yeah, his nice outfit if he puts a giant breastplate no. over the top of it. I'm going to Frodo this. Okay. <laughs> Frodo it. The three of you make your way. Make your way to the upper landing. Make your way onto the, the third level of this structure, which has roof access here, which takes you out onto this large open expanse. On many roofs, this would usually be where water storage would be or extra storage space here four posts have been placed in each of the four corners spaced about 50 feet apart from one another with an additional post four more of them in between each of these to form effectively a ring of eight posts along the outside this supports a large tarp which hangs over the entirety of this with a number of different portions of it folded down by ropes. So it kind of resembles uh, almost as if you took a uh, an umbrella and took out every other panel so that it provides some covering for those that are interested, but still provides an open view for the stars overhead. Hmm. This is high enough up that you get this nice cool breeze coming in, rolling across the open desert, rolling across the city and carrying various smells with it. A near innumerable number of pillows have been laid about, various small tables set here and there, and a number of different hookahs of various precious metals and composition. There are not a large number of people up here right now. Mostly it is Mamanafra, whom you can see occupying the largest of the various pillow forts here, at the far end of the chamber, surrounded by her quartet of lionesses which lounged lazily atop the own, their own pillows, most of which they've already shredded. Oh. <laughs> Playing with the fluff. A number of the guards, in particular, you see two of them that are the Risen Guards, which stand ready and resolute to defend Mamanofra at the slightest provocation. A few nobles are scattered about here and there, lounging and making themselves comfortable where, where they can find themselves in close proximity to the fan bearer. And a number of brazers have been set up around a central portion here, where you can see a number of different performers, mostly of the belly dancing variety, although a fair number of different musicians who are playing their instruments, uh, allowing the dancers to keep time. No sign of Falto? Nope. Well, that doesn't bode well. The fan bearer nods, and Her Excellency gestures with the hand, motioning all of you forward as the three of you crest the top of the rise. Uh, sugar? Uh, I probably left her down there so that if she, so that if she feels danger, I can be like, there's danger. Yep, smart. 
You probably, actually, I think your Dimension Door can carry both of your companions with you, too. Yeah, but I already used that today. Ah. Oh, that's right. You didn't want to climb a ladder. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I also didn't want to be startled at the top if somebody decided to, like, kill us. That's true. But the fan bearer gestures all of you over. Make our way forward and kneel oh. as appropriate. She watches all of you take a knee. The closest lioness watches a lot of you with golden eyes. Seemingly suspiciously, although maybe lazily. Huh. Possibly both. Onurus. Your Excellency. You have been a very bad boy. Ooh. Pardon, Your Excellency. Keeping me waiting all of these days. Uh. <laughs> the writ was for three days. Well, days, yes. I thought your evenings might be free. Forgive me, Your Excellency. The Dark Depository. Yes, I, <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Depository was not easily accessible. Mm-hmm. You may rise. <laughs> Stand up. I guess we rise. She sighs, pats the pillow next to her. On yours, puts it down. <laughs> Claps her hands as the dancers resume their performance. It is all getting so droll here. I understand that sentiment as well, Your Excellency. I find myself tested by the Church of Nethus, shall we say. Mmm. Our beloved Hatya. So uptight. I was hoping that we may be able to help each other in our final goals here in Tefu, Your Excellency. Help each other? We are, yes. of course, always at your disposal, Your Excellency. Hmm. Perhaps you could. One of our friends is missing. Missing? He disappeared shortly after the chariot race. Hmm. That unfortunate exchange. Some of the information we were able to find in the Dark Depository has given us a lead, if you will, on where he may be located. Unfortunately, it's a location only accessible by the Hachia. And we have to imagine that you wouldn't be here for so long, especially if it's become draw, if you didn't have a purpose here. And we'd mm. love to help you. Mamanafra leans forward, places an index finger over Hollis's lips. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. On yours. Was quick. The dancers stop. Some of them in, like, mid-turp. <laughs> <laughs> kind of balancing on one foot. A desire privacy. <laughs> the guards salute, step forward. With the, in the case of the Risen Guard, you've never seen them without their weapons actually already drawn. <laughs> the dancers immediately kind of bow out, making their way. A couple of the nobles sort of look a little bit displeased or ensconced, but are quickly shooed down the stairs. You notice, interestingly enough, the Risen Guard even escort her own guards out. Weird. To the point that there are the two risen guards and four lionesses and the three of you. Onuris would lean over towards Mamanoffer's ear. You did say you knew what they were up to, Your Excellency. I'm going to flirt if I have to. Give her a nibble. <laughs> Give her a nibble. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to touch her unless, you know. Necessary. Should I cast an additional spell to keep us secreted away? Her Excellency looks over towards Hollis. If you have the magic, by all means. Hollis will cast Cloak of Secrecy. She watches you gesture. 
She sits up from her seat, folding her hands. All of you came at a very opportune time. Some people in my position may consider that to be too opportune, but you've proven yourselves. I wouldn't say loyal, but not disloyal. I have aided you, and you have served me in repayment. That is all I asked. And now you return to me, seeking another favor. Your Excellency, it is quite obvious that you're here in Tefu for reasons beyond simple parties and pleasure. Well, they are nice. You implied as much at the end of the chariot race. That is true. We would, of course, love to be of service to you in any way that you require. We are very capable. One of our friends has been taken by the church, and I fear we don't have much time before whatever fate befalls their missing members becomes his as well. He seemed to know that the church was going to interfere with the race. His lover cast a protection from arrow spells spell upon me before the race began. It may be one of the reasons we were able to win, as Hollis showed you the bolts that took her and Sudi out of the race. Interesting. It raises a valuable question. Were they trying to kill you? If they were, they were grossly incompetent at it. Alternatively, were they trying to ensure you didn't win and gain further access to the libraries? I think that whatever secrets they have here, they're willing to protect however they can. The end goal may have simply prevented us from getting access to the Dark Depository, and if they killed us in the process, all the better. Indeed. But of more importance, you have shown us a lot of kindness, Your Excellency. And I think that Anya is here and the rest of us would like to to do whatever we can to show how much your your help has really meant. So if there is anything that we can do to help you, we would be happy to do that. I've grown exceedingly tired of this church and their interference with everything in this city. Mm. Let us put aside games then. She slides up to her feet. Anyaris would stand up beside her. Begins to pace, occasionally reaching down her hand and just stroking it across the head of the lions as she passes. Why are you here? You're always so evasive about why you need access to the deepest, darkest secrets of the Church of Nethys. Since motive. Yep. Not my best. 16! I rolled a 10. I rolled a 7 for an 18. Onuris rolls a 19, which gets him a 26. And what exactly are you? Just, she just, I mean... Why is she asking? Yeah, is there any motive behind that, or is it just... What does she suspect? Citra doesn't like this at all. I'm just going to state that for the record. No, she's closed ranks. There's an unreadable expression as she continues to pace. We are researching the origins of the artifact that caused the problem in Wati. Go ahead and roll me a bluff. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wait, that wasn't untrue, was it? Mm, it's yeah, I'm omitting the fact that we have the artifacts. Ah. Uh, Fifteen? Mm. Uh, oh, twelve. Onuris does not have any bluff. Diplomacy? You want me to do that? Sure. Yes. The object responsible for the undead uprising that Septi the crocodile took north to Sothis. It's curious. The rumors on the street say that it was a mask of great power. She reaches up a hand traces it along on Yursa's cheek before back along the metallic and seemingly spun stone that makes up your headdress. <laughs> you brought it here. And that is why the Hatya is interested in you. I'll admit I was curious. 
What do you intend to do with the knowledge you've amassed? Find the other pieces and see them destroyed. Reunite it. And thus put to rest? It's an artifact that got weird rules. Yeah, Nothing that ha- like what happened in Wati should be allowed to happen in Osirian ever again. And there are forces at work to make sure something like that happens on a larger scale. There are very many dangerous things buried beneath the sands. Mm-hmm. Some perhaps should stay buried. But I'll admit, your quest is a little concern to me. As long as it does not become a threat, you understand. And if anything, it's to end a threat, Your Excellency. Hmm. Hmm. Sense motive. Yeah, you can. Yeah, a threat for what? A threat to the crowd. A threat to the pharaoh, us using the power to try to take power, oh. you know, that kind Freaking, of threat. I got a 10. I can't roll today, though, because I have a really good sense motive, but I only got a 19. No, you're just getting nothing. I don't trust her. The Hatia has been a concern for some time. A threat? Until recently, no. What changed? A few years back, a member of the faith of Nethys and Sothis seems to have defected. A few of their numbers left the city of Sothis and traveled south to here. At first, we thought little of it, although from what I gather, these Nethians were accomplished. They gained an audience here with the Hatya and began researching. And afterwards, matters in the sister cities here in the south have turned difficult. The Hatya has been spiriting away funds and taxes. And people. Building up resources. Members of her faith started disappearing, although coincidingly with that, a new threat has emerged. Strange dissenters wearing golden masks. None of these people have ever been captured. They explode. Yes. You seem familiar with them. The cult. Cult. We believe they're looking for the artifacts to return... An ancient pharaoh? To power. We're just, we're just going to tell her everything, huh? Parent? I, not <laughs> I can't say anything. So. She seems to know. The Hatya has gathered a great deal of power, both personal and political. This is power that she has been using to build up, we believe, an army of her own. You think she's going to try to usurp the throne? I'm not certain. But from what I understand, some of these masked individuals speak of another pharaoh, an usurper to the throne. And that is a threat against if she's a my member, beloved Ruby Prince I cannot tolerate. If she's a member of the cult, that's why they want the mask. I would say that we have a lot of interest, Your Excellency. It seems we do. She'd give you a smile. We believe our friend has been taken to that. Apparently, I did not write the noun, the name of that other library because I can't find it. Secret archive. I think it's called the Vault of Hidden Wisdom. Oh, it is something cool like that, yeah. Uh, Much cooler than what we came up with. Vault of Hidden Wisdom. To the Vault of Hidden Wisdom. It's a location supposedly only known to exist by the Hatia. And we also have a few leads on how to find it. We just need permission to enter. Would hate to get arrested. I see. You will help me ascertain what the Hatya has planned and where her allegiances lie. In exchange, I will gain you, give you access to this place that you might find and save your compatriot. 
and I suppose garner further information about your little world-saving quest? Yes, Your Excellency. Well, it seems our purpose is a lie. Yes, very well. We are in agreement. I think perhaps, though, in this case, we should not involve the Hatya in your movements, now that I am certain that you are not one of her pawns. She reaches up, removes a ring from one of her fingers, extends it to Onuris. He would take it. That ring was a gift to me from the Ruby Prince. It is a marker of my station. If you should be sought, let the individuals know that you are working on behalf of me directly. Yes, Your Excellency. She closes her hand over yours, leans in. I expect this back. Of course. It was a pleasure to finally meet you, Your Excellency. Ooh. Saucy. You all play the game excellently. Thanks. And I think I said we're going to set aside pretenses, yes? Yes, I did. I do believe that is what you said. Of course. If you betray me, you cannot begin to imagine the pain that you will experience. Hanyurus smiles. Finally. But, conversely, if you succeed, pleasures beyond your understanding. I hope we get another chance to converse as such, Your Excellency. Mm, I think I would enjoy that. Such your sense motives. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 26? No, it's just... She is an expert at doing what she does. She's been playing this game too long. Nice that, is her, that is her taking 10 on a bluff check that you are not surpassing. Wowzers. Bard. Uh, maybe she has the... Uh, was it? Isn't there a spy prestige class that gives you There's like a There's a spy prestige class. There's also a couple of spy archetypes that yeah. do some sorts of... You, like, she's also a bard with a really high charisma for her, which is what bluff runs off of and probably max ranks. Yeah. Such much blood. She's a vigilante. <laughs> vigilante. When she's not up here, she's off fighting crime. <laughs> and her other guys. Mom and off the bear of fans. Bear, yes. <laughs> she gets some of those bladed fans. Like, exactly. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Katana. Katana. Yeah. Anyway, Mom and Afra gives you a nod. The two guards who have been standing quietly watching this entire time nod and allow all of you to pass. The fan bearer claps her hands. And then the guards from below just shuffle all the musicians <laughs> back upstairs. We've all been quietly waiting in the antechamber below. I suppose the uh, the three of you make your way down to find uh, Sudi. When Nurse would slip on that ring, it's got to fit on one of his fingers. I'm going to detect like magic pinky, on it. Yeah. <laughs> Magically resizes. Uh, detecting magic on it. Don't put it on. It could be cursed. She was wearing she was it. wearing it. She can't take it off if it's cursed. I don't know. Unless <laughs> it's cursed in a different way. Only for boys. <laughs> uh, there's no magic ore. Okay. It does appear to be a signet ring, though. Okay, cool. Spiff. It denotes her personal hieroglyphics on it. When we get back, is Falto here? <laughs> no, it's just Sudi and... Uh, is his stuff still in the room? Citra in his, his, his room? Uh, everything but his adventuring gear. Uh, so, like, his weapon and armor and all the rest of that's gone, but... Citra asks one of the servants if they've seen him. Uh, they'd inform you that they saw him this morning when he set off. Hmm. So, how did they go? Pretty good. Citra is ignoring this, by the way, and she's rifling through Falto's stuff, trying to figure out where he might have gone. She gave us a ring, and she told us that we can go do we, what we want to do. We basically have the authority to do whatever we need to do in the city. Oh, cool. Oh, but um, we got to figure out what the Hachi is up to. She may be a member of the Forgotten Cult of the Forgotten Pharaoh. That would be interesting. You know, that's surprising news, but not really that surprising. 
I don't know why we didn't see that coming first. I did see that coming. Well, you never said anything, so that doesn't I help. thought we all just assumed that was what was going on. I didn't think she was working with the cult directly, though. Oh. So, like, how much is she working with them, though? Like, just giving aid to them? Well, a few years ago, apparently, there was a schism in the Church of Nethys and Sothis. Oh, probably when they found the uh, the jar. I, that's what I think. And some of them left, and then some of them came south. And now, around Sothis and apparently here in Tefu, they've been seeing the members wearing the golden masks. Oh, so you think she's like... I don't know if she's necessarily disappearing people, as in pulling the loyal out of the ranks of the church... And setting them loose among the cultists. Or she, maybe people are getting too close, discovering what the cult may be either way. after, and she's uh, and eliminating she them. And she is hoarding funds. Mom and Offer said she was building an army. That's what they think, anyway. Huh. Well, where would you be keeping an army? In the well, didn't... In a secret library that you only have access yeah, to, that perhaps. That a big one. Didn't um, that Neptakufri guy talk about an army? He, he had his general. He had his followers out that followed him from Tefu. He when was, he was more exiled. trying to make an army of the undead. Well, I'm just saying, an army's an army, and Nethys isn't going to care if they're undead or not. Hmm. So, Tomorrow we'll make our way to the church or the library and see if we can discern the location of the vault. So, what does it cost us to have this uh, fancy ring that lets us get into anything? We have to find out what the Hotch is up to. If we fail, I have a feeling we're all going to be in trouble. Death by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for on yours, for the rest of us, it's just death. Huh, okay. Well, that doesn't actually sound that bad, all things considered. Could be a lot worse. What is kind of bad is that Falto's not here yet. Citra. Is frantically rifling through his papers. I think this is the first time you've actually uh, crossed this line and dug through Falto's personal stuff. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, creeping. Falto. Is a man of many secret mysteries. Oh, no. Really? Oh, no. Because I find that doubtful. <laughs> He's part of the cult. He's been with us the whole time. He's the spy. Honestly, what probably just kind of surprises you the most, I mean, mind you, you know that he, while he doesn't necessarily, he's not the most wise and or book learned of people. He is an obsessive journaler. Probably you're going to guess coming from his time as a member of the Pathfinder Society and chronicling everything around him. Mm-hmm. So you find reams of papers talking about things, about... The parched dunes, the pillars of the sun, the Kopesh span, the Oxjaw Falls. Most of this are places and things that you've never even heard of before, but he seems to have been gathering scores of testimonials and reams of information about. Beyond that, you find entire ledgers full of different seemingly price estimates, costs, various people that he's talked to and gotten quotes pertaining towards wagons, carts, caravans, so on. Oh, gosh. Whatever this is, is expansive. A lot of his notes, however, seem to keep circling back to this this black fane that he keeps looking into. We read you something about fane that. You said vein or vein? Vein. No, Sudi knows about that, but has never told the rest of us anything about it. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, because I didn't know if it was confirmed or not. I didn't want to get anybody's hopes up. The only thing that you find here that seems to be of great interest is that there is a large list of names. You would say maybe some 25 Oh, geez. It looks like 20 or 21 of these have been crossed off. A few names still sit down at the bottom. Um, does this make any sense to any of you? Do I, Have any of you heard of a black thing? Do I know about a black thing? I mean, you can make an old religion if you so wish. I don't remember what I know about the black thing, so... Sugar's gonna help me. Okay, sugar does help me. I get a 22. I rolled a 5. I mean, a thing is a type of sacred place. 
but a black vein I've never heard of. Sudi, all you knew pertaining towards it was one, you knew that it was, you made the knowledge religion check to realize that it was a sacred place. I mean, the only thing that I know is that the Fane is a sacred place, and I found some research that said that the catfolk group who were followers of Sekhmet, that I'm from, were the defenders of the Black Fane, but it didn't say anything else past that. Out in the Parched Dunes, which is where the expedition that Falto's father may have been a part of that killed your entire tribe was going. Yeah, something like that. He's been researching where his father's caravan went the entire time he's been in the city. Mm-hmm. And he keeps coming back to this black fane. This, unfortunately, cements what we thought originally. Well, there's a few names on this list. I'm, I'm going out and seeing if I can find him. Y'all are welcome to come, but I can't just leave him out in the city without knowing what's going on. Oh, I'll come with you then. Anybody recognize the names? Do we recognize any of the names? You can make a knowledge geography for anyone that wishes. I don't have that. 30. Wow. Nice. I rolled a 15. Bravo. Yeah, you recognize all of this. Oh. Um, the Parched Dunes are, of course, a large desert area. Um, oh, I thought they were like people's names. No, a lot of the other names on here. The Pillars of the Sun is a mountain range that borders the northern portion of the Parched Dunes. The Kopesh Span... Um, and the Oxjaw Falls are both parts of the southern Crook River, both of which border the parched dunes. He seems to be trying to triangulate between these various locations. Surely he would not have left without leaving a note or something. He wouldn't have left his stuff. He definitely wouldn't have left this journal. This has all of his research. He's probably out talking to someone that helped with the expedition like he's been doing every day since we've come to the city. Or he's doing some type of research. You could it's be in the library or something. It's 10 it's o'clock at 10 night. 10 o'clock at night. You wouldn't be in the library. Yeah, fair point. All right. Well, let's go start to find them. On right. yours, you want to stay with the boy? I will. Okay. We'll go for, see if we can track him down. So suppose all of you turn to leave, uh, open up the door, and nearly run bodily into <laughs> Falto. Oh. I told you he'd come back. Oh, <laughs> hey, everyone's back. You're so late. Give him a not wholehearted, but like definitely an irritated punch in the arm. <laughs> We uh, thought you were dead. Oh, well, it's a pleasure <laughs> to see you, too. And uh, also, yeah, thanks for letting me know that you're going to be gone for three days. I probably left Uh-oh. a note. Love yeah, is cool. I don't think you guys were we planning on Oh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't know that we were going to stay down there for three days. Hollis turns around and like, well, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to get one of the, like... Uh, silver Raven thing? Like, Well, one of the Silver Ravens would have been great, but also just a, I, like, prepare ascending or something like that. I think I'm going to go to my chambers as well. Uh, good luck, Citra. Yep, we got to take care of that boy. We go away. <laughs> Glad to know you haven't been kidnapped or killed, Falto. Pats him on the back and then walks out the door. Yeah, right at you, buddy. But as Anyaris leaves, he would give Citra a kind of pointed look. I suppose Falto shuts the door after the rest, turning back towards Citra. I was about to go chasing after you in the city. Oh, I, I didn't even know you were back. Yeah, we only just got back. Oh, okay. But usually you're you're here this late, and so I was worried. No, I'm looking for a guy. A guy? Uh, Agma. He's a merchant. He runs a variety of different trade routes. He's based mostly out of Edo. But apparently, a couple of, like, about 20 years ago, he was spreading a whole bunch of rumors about seeing something strange. Something strange? Like what? He described it as a, uh, a blackness in the stars, like a cloud moving against the wind that came out of the desert. Like a, like a floating pyramid, perhaps? 
Is <laughs> like that what you're asking him? Or no. <laughs> the thing your brother turned into? What? Then your no. brother turned into like a black cloud? Well, he became like some sort of ash mist monster. Yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. be seen as a black cloud. Not a cloud. He's tiny. <laughs> Small baby cloud. Baby wearing cloud. <laughs> I was thinking more that there's probably like a giant pyramid floating up in the night sky. Maybe that too. <laughs> but apparently he's been a little off ever since. Regardless, though, the, the timing for it coincides with the same time that my father was out in the dunes. Uh, a lot of people were saying about 20 years ago, but it looks to be somewhere closer in around like the 17, 18 year range, mm. which would have coincided pretty closely. So, yeah, just something I've been looking into. Yeah, I should probably tell you what we found judging oh. by how much you've gathered. Cause yeah, I, you're still doing the thing with the, uh, with the mask thing. Well, this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with that. I mean oh, okay. about your father. Yeah, I know Onuris really hates it when you talk about that in front of me. Um, I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> no, I'm... That's Heather gives a silent nod. <laughs> I really do hate when we give Falto any information. <laughs> Even though he's an honorary member of the party. I don't, exactly. That we leave behind for easy access to kidnapping and scrying and all the other things. Well, you know, honorary <laughs> doesn't mean he's a full party member who gets to go down into the dark depository and nearly get killed. In my defense on yours that I can't hear, I've actually got a ton of ranks and perceptions, so I'd probably notice if I were being scried. I am a trained adventurer. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Adventuring 101, how to detect scrying. I don't actually remember everything that we were going to tell Falto. <laughs> Just about his dad being the one that killed students. students yeah, that, that his father's expedition is the one that murdered everyone in Sudi's family but him. Most likely, anyway. Did we ever figure out why? No. no. I don't um, think we know. Not really. So it's either like they wanted to get into the ruins and the catfolk were like, nah. You had uh, one kind of huge clue, but it's gone now. It left with Sagira. Sagira had all of her yeah. mother's journals, which were encoded. Oh, yeah. And yep. she was in the process of attempting to translate, but then Sagira left the party. Oh, Sad. wonderful. Okay. <laughs> because we think we think Sagira's mom was on this expedition, too. Yeah. Although the, the other big uh, hint that's not been confirmed is that Sudi's adopted dad, was, who is a priest of Caden Kalen, is actually Falto's dad. No, I don't think that's true. Or is that just a fan theory that's, that we had going That's one of our theories. That's what, a theory you had, but I don't think I that... I like that theory a lot. <laughs> you like the theory that Falto's dad went out into the desert, annihilated an entire tribe, and instead of returning to his family, he stayed and watched you to raise you and abandoned his other son. You like that idea? Not when you put it that <laughs> way. I just like having a dad, guys. Jesus. <laughs> I just like the idea of Sweetie and Falto being brothers. I just want to have a brother. Just, he's all alone in the world. You can have a, like a right adopted brother. Right back at you, buddy. <laughs> so, I think the expedition that your father was on was the same mm -hmm. one that Sagira's mother was on. And unfortunately, it it didn't that, end well. No, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Why? Well, no, because I've been gathering information, and there's a family in this city. They're called the Kufris. And apparently, they had two children, and then their daughter left, but she was a Kufri. Her last name wasn't Mabe. Uh, Mabe was not Sagira's actual name. Right, right. But I was going to tell you that the grandson of that, I think, had the same name as the guy that you were talking about that went crazy and used the mask. But that would mean that that was Segura's cousin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did we never tell Falto this? Wow. Oh, we suck. Wow. That's... There's a lot of uh, crazy family history going on there. But yes, apparently, he, he was a, an adopted, or uh, not adopted, but uh, like a bastard 
son yeah. of the Kufri family. Okay, so, but the daughter that went off into the desert never returned. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's Sagira's mother. She did return. Just she, not well. to Tefu. She went to Wati. Yeah. yeah. She just never showed back up in Tefu. She went to Wati instead and had Chain- I guess changed her name and... Got married. Yeah. Yeah, she led a different life. Oh, well, that's really confusing. Okay. All right, so anyway, I guess that makes some degree of sense. So yes, the expedition went on to the... So was that what you were planning on telling me? That um, No... So I'm pretty sure your father was on the same expedition as Sigira's mother. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think they came across Sudi's actual family. And uh, it didn't end well. They Wasn't Sudi raised by a priest? A priest of Kate and Kayleen, yes. But uh, that was because the Sphinx took him from the, I guess, ashes of the battle and took him to be raised away from the desert. He was literally the only survivor. Wait, Please so, tell them. So was the Sphinx a priest of Caden Kaling? No, the Sphinx no. is a druid of Horus. Sphinx <laughs> is a druid of Horus. Um, and there were only there was only one survivor of the clash. Well, we thought there was only one survivor of the clash between because obviously Sigira's mother came back and had Sigira, but um, uh-huh. Sudi was the only surviving member of the clash between. The expedition and this group of cacked folk that were living in the desert. The children of Sekhmet. Yes. And so the Sphinx saw Sudi as the survivor, took him to a priest of Kate and Kaelin to be raised. That priest was on the... The priest was supposedly on the expedition and was very guilty about what had happened. So I don't know if your father was... if If he was indeed on that expedition, it means he's probably dead. Well, I mean, I figured he's been dead for a while. Um, so the children of Sekhmet were, were cat people, like Sudi. Yes. Which means that they must have been... Oh. Oh, God, why didn't I connect that? Connect what? The people were saying that the the Black Fane was protected by the Eyes of Ra. Which I assume was just like two people, because, I mean, how many eyes do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Countless eyes. I mean, unless it's like a gibbering mouther or something. God, those things are horrible. Anyway, uh, it's no. just a title. But then Sudi referred to himself as the last eye of Ra. Yes, that that same Sphinx that took him to the priest. And he's of- a son of Sekhmet. I'm just gonna stay quiet while he put it together. So his family was massacred. Unfortunately, yes. His family that were guarding the Black Fane, and then the treasure of the Black Fane was taken. What? Wait, what? Wait, what? The treasure of the Black Fane. What treasure? It was said to be a, a gemstone of immense power. <gasps> Your mom, Do you know what they look like? Mommy's gemstone. Oh. No, it was described as some sort of stone. Some brilliantly glowing stone radiating with the light of the sun. Not my special stone. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Sagira's stone either. Uh, Unless nope. something's happened to it to corrupt it since then. That's yeah. why the, they, they were guarding it. Mm, maybe. They said that they referred to it in the, the text as Raw's Eye. Why were they protecting it? What does it do? I wasn't able to determine. Um, there's a whole big thing about something about a, a, a curse from the pharaohs for whoever should take it from its rightful place. And uh, I don't know why my father was pursuing it unless, but it could only be the thing that he came here looking for. The society may have thought deemed it too dangerous to be left in the hands of the 
the he, eyes of Ra and decided to take it into their own protection, or... Well, that's very presumptuous of them. Well, I mean, we do that a lot. Well, they do it. I guess I'm not really a Pathfinder anymore. I think that's probably a good thing. If that's their motivation on it, that's rude. Yeah, they, they have a real... they're better than the eyes of Ra. Yeah, they have a real big white savior mentality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um, no. <laughs> so it does happen sometimes with the society. So who who has the treasure? I I don't know. It was said that they guarded that, but if it's not there, then the expedition must have taken it. But from what I've heard, the expedition was was massacred, although not by the eyes of Raw. If they destroyed all of them, something else must have destroyed the the caravan. Well, I, I think they fought each other. Did they turn on each other when they found the treasure? It wouldn't be the first time that that's happened. But, no, I mean, like, the Aes of Ra were protecting the treasure and the expedition came in all presumptuous-like, and then they fought them trying to get the treasure and everybody died. Yeah, well, no, Sagira's mother survived, the priest of Caden, Kayleen, survived. So two of the party members survived. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, mean, the the caravan, from what I've I've been able to determine, the caravan was close to a hundred people. Do we know the size of the catfolk group? Unless it was a mummy's curse. I died in the desert. Mm. Well, that's a big thing down here. Like, cursed magic things. They're, like, all over the place, right? Well, it's kind of all over the world, I think. I don't think it's only an Assyrian thing. Well, I mean, from my Pathfinder training, from what I understand, the number of cursed magic items in Assyrian eclipses almost any other nation. They seem to plant a whole bunch of cursed items with their other burial goods to trick people into putting them on and then being cursed by their power. Yes, and make so people, people don't more mess leery with of your stealing. burial. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what you're saying is you hadn't told me this because it's possible that my dad killed Sudi's family. Yes. And or I at the very to... least led the caravan that went, the, went down there and killed his family. Yeah, and I didn't know if it was a for sure thing, so I didn't want to tell uh. you, but judging by what you found... It seems like that's the most logical explanation. Is that why Sudi's always give me the side eye? Sudi or is it just the one eye? Sudi doesn't give you the side eye. He only has one eye. He's all side eye. Yeah. Sudi's nice. You're thinking on your I find it really hard to read him. I think it's the cat face. Is that wrong of me to say? Well, I mean, that's specious. <laughs> it's just different expressions, but you could just ask. Sudi's pretty I mean, that's, open. that's fair. Okay. Well, because, I mean, first off, when I first met him, he didn't even speak Taldane. No. He's gotten he, really good. He's, uh, he, he and Sigira both had really no reason to learn it. Okay, so, in short, my dad came down here, teamed up with Sigira's mom, marched out into the desert, murdered Sudi's parents. Sigira's mom then came back, had Sigira, and then her cousin went nuts, grabbed an artifact, slaughtered a whole bunch of, uh, or raised a whole bunch of undead. In the meantime, Sudi found out from a sphinx. That's on that yours mentor. <laughs> Yeah, that was also the reason that Onuris was able to survive in the desert. Same Sphinx. Okay. <laughs> it's all coming so, together that's now. That's why we cared about Sphinxes so much earlier. Yeah, her and name's so Teddy... Sura. Sura. Okay. Not Teddy Ursa. Got it. <laughs> okay. So then the Sphinx took Sudi from the burned ashes of his family and then dropped him off with a priest of Caden that was traveling through the desert, possibly part of the same caravan, who then went back to Wati, the same city that Sagira's mother went back to. But the two of them, probably part of the same caravan, never crossed paths. And then Sudi was raised on the street. And then Sudi and Sagira, despite the fact that their parents had this connection, were then joined into the same gang and then grew up side by side, becoming friends. And then the same Sphinx returned back 
16 years later and shoved a rock in Sudi's head. When you lay it out like this, the story is ridiculous. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> More or less, yes. Okay, well, now that we're all on the same page, that makes perfect sense. Does it? Audience, <laughs> does it? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Our backstories are also interconnected. Well, I mean, if it helps, I think I've found the Black Fane. That really? Yeah, it seems to be located in the parched dunes in the southern sections of it, somewhere south of the Pillars of the Sun, uh, north-northwest of the Kopesh Span, beyond the Salt Lake, which apparently is some sort of dried-out oasis. Um, there's a whole bunch of rumors and stuff that I picked up about, like, crazy singing dragons, Ooh. what appears to be a, a valley of petrified men, all sorts of cool Ooh. things. Some uh, other Medusa. Regardless, though, uh, I've started putting that, putting it together an expedition. Uh, I was going to wait to talk to all of uh, you about it, but I'm hoping to launch it maybe in the next week or so. I've gotten a number of caravans together. I've got about 30 or so people that have some uh, caravan experience. can bring along wagons, camels, all the feed that we would possibly need, and then have enough people to ex- exhume any places that we find that we need to, uh, to dig through to find this black fane. I was going to ask if you'd be able to come along, but uh, now it seems like I should have been asking Sudi. <laughs> I know that we probably need to go into the parched dunes at some point, but there is some serious, I want to say shenanigans, but I don't think uh, Citra would know the word shenanigans. You could say tomfoolery, because Hollis <laughs> has said it a bunch now. Um, but there has been some, oh, oh, uh, like Holly says, tomfoolery. Oh, yeah, I picked that up. City. Yes. Um, I'm, I saw, I'm, oh, yeah, no, don't worry about it. It's it's really common down in the Mana Waste, and it seems to be taking off over in Geb. I stopped by in Quantium. <laughs> we have a, uh, a Pathfinder Lodge there. Ah. Anyway, we're still kind of investigating doing all the libraries. Okay. I'm, are you able to hold off on the caravan until we are able to join you? Because I think that we would be a great asset. And, I mean, I've got pretty good skills at going out into... And two camels. And we have two camels we could donate to the cause. Maybe Onuris wants to keep his camel. Well, they're not actually donating. <laughs> like, like, we're going to use them on, on the caravan. Onuris <laughs> has already decided that Honor is his personal camel. But Probably. I think He's we need to figure out for everything that's going on in the city first. Because I feel like if we don't and we leave, it'll be more dangerous. Plus, Calrude. Well, I mean, it's going to take me about another seven days to finish getting everything packed together. Okay. Just well, to finish coordinating, buying all the camels. Everyone haggles here, so that's kind yes. of a pain. Um, well, did did uh, did on your or not? Did uh, Falto ever meet Calru? I think he was in the tavern with him at the same time on a couple of occasions. Okay. And I think one time you guys asked him what he knew about Velriana. Oh, okay. Because she was in the tavern at the same time, but yeah. yeah. Well, you you remember Velriana, correct? The Teldame woman with the hat. Yes, that tried to kill me. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, I killed her. You killed her, her rem. I killed her the second time, yeah. Yes. Mm, don't like to remember that. Um, anyway, do you remember the people that she was traveling with? Uh, yeah, there was the quiet kid who kept looking angry at me. That's his ass. Uh, <laughs> there was the priest who uh, kept calling me his friend. That's Kelru. Uh, and then there was the half-elven woman that uh, Segura was wanting to That's a date. I don't know what happened to her. Uh, but Kelru and Azaz 
um, are actually in the city now. Elru's been working for the Hathia and possibly has been uh, disappeared. He's also so been helping us. He's been helping us, so I think we're going to try and find him and see if we can't save him from himself. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I've seen him around the city a couple of times when I've been going around doing my own business. Yeah, so, so what has he been doing? Um, every once in a while I just see him and he's hanging out around the inn. Just sitting there, not doing anything? More like he's watching for something. Hmm. So is he watching out for us or is he out there spying on us? Well, anyway, we're going to try and see if we can figure out what happened to him. Yeah, I didn't think it was really any issue or anything, because you guys are following or traveling around with a follower of uh, Nethys, so I figure you're real tight with the church. Uh, unfortunately, this branch of the Nethian church is very secretive and does not acknowledge that Hollis is part of the church. Huh. This seems like a lot of things that could kind be of solved like with Catholics and Lutherans. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Is there anything I can help you with? I mean, I'm really tired, but... Well, not tonight. I was just worried. I was about to go run into the city after you. Well, I've been in some of the seedier bars tonight, um, so I probably smell horrible. So uh, I'm going to hop in this nice uh, marble bathtub that you guys have here. Mm -hmm. Y'all got the marble one? Yep. I'm just over here in my gold tub. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which of those is actually better, but... Mom and Offers is just her tub carved from a giant thing of amethyst. (laughs) (laughs) One solid diamond. Good lord. Well, while he goes and takes a bath, I'm going to go, like, stick my head into, like, y'all's room and be like, he's up to date on everything. He seems okay. Cool. Okay. And then she goes back to her room and relaxes. <laughs> she tells us nothing about the caravan. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I figure we'll let everybody sleep. We can talk about that over breakfast. Okay. All right. So I'm assuming that the party rests for the evening. Yes. Um, and you're still watching the mask, eagerly waiting for his next vision, but getting nothing. <laughs> what else do you do with all that extra time you have because you only have to sleep two hours a night? Uh, the rest of the party wakes up, uh, gets up the following morning, you have breakfast. How's his Zaz this morning? He looks somewhat rested, like rested enough that he's going to be able to regain spells and things like that, but he still looks fretful and, you know, he eats, but it's one of those like one and a half pieces of bacon and like half a biscuit. We do have good news. Good news. We've been given the authority to search the city as needed. Okay, do you know where to start? Mm-hmm. We have an idea. All right. When do we leave? Private quarters. You're not coming. I, I could help with... Not in your condition. You're still extremely underrested and probably malnourished because you haven't eaten in days. Also, they seem to be spying on you. You might be giving them a heads up if you come with us. That we're on our way to them. Have you met Falto? On your nudges, Falto. Falto. <laughs> uh, traveling swordsman, adventurer, former pathfinder, uh, skilled warrior, and uh, lover of all things buried and uh, hidden. Adventure archaeologist, as I would like to refer to it as. Hmm. So he's just thinking that was surprisingly succinct. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I've met him now. What? <laughs> you should stay here with Falto. Should he stay here? Or just go with Falto. Yes, help Falto. I want to help find Kelru. You are more help to us if you are not with us, especially if you've been scryed upon. And Harris is like, why do I have to argue with teenagers every day of my life? (laughs) Zez opens up his mouth before Falto just sort of shrugs. I mean, to be perfectly honest, the way that you, I mean, what they're saying is the way that you most help is by distracting them or leading off the trail. 
Now, I know a great number of places we could travel around, check, kind of look into some stuff. Maybe we even find something. But better yet, I'm commonly known to be an associate with this party. Ergo, you traveling with me, anyone scries us, they're going to think that we've split up. Probably, considering that there's only two of us, split into three equal teams of two. That would be the most logical way of doing it. Now, we have a priest and a follower of Nethys. They would obviously be checking the churches. Citra and Sudi both have underground backgrounds, so they would probably be checking low. Now, I am a wide traveler, as are you. Ergo, we should hit the docks. We can check up on a couple of things. Also, I can purchase some supplies while I'm there. Just two birds, one stone. And also, just to be certain, check and make sure that no ships linked to the Church of Nethys have departed from the city, possibly taking your, uh... Boyfriend. Friend? Oh, boyfriend. Congratulations. <laughs> to someplace else more hidden. Less accessible. See as as. You should go with Falto. What, is he like some sort of idiot savant? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So mean to <laughs> pretty smart, actually. On Uris is just like, oh god, why do I like this kid now? Because he's on Uris as a younger child. Fine. If it helps the cause, where are we going to meet up? How will you contact me? We're going to meet up here. I'm back you have here. a sending spell, something? Sending spell? What? Do you sure. think we communicate I, with each I like, other? I like the fact that he thinks we split up on a regular basis. We try not to, get, son. That's why we're still alive. Well, unfortunately, your eyes a testament to how often that works out. <laughs> Touche. Well, jar. We got a bird. We could send the bird. He, they can talk to the bird. Yeah, but he could be like, if the bird finds you, come back to Mumanoffer's house. I guess he could carry a message, right? I mean, I don't own sending, and we don't have time to go shopping right now. So on her, the devil is a messenger bird? On her, it has the trait seek, or has the trick seek. I could technically be like, seek Falto. <laughs> He's been around Falto before. Oh. I mean, you can cast sending. Yeah, but I, it's breakfast, which means it's past sunup, which yeah, means I prayed. <laughs> Sad. Didn't think this through. We can buy sending, but I don't have it. And if all else fails, you return here in the evening, which is exactly what we will do, and we'll give you an update then. Or we use a non-magical solution. Like the bird. I mean, a bird... Uh, how many falcons are there? Would this falcon know to find us directly? I mean, sorry. He looks over at on her. I don't know how many of them of you there are, and whether or not you could find us directly. I sometimes forget that the bird can understand us. That That's not how that works. On her glances down on yours. He knows I can't understand him, right? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just play along. The chicken knows what you're saying. The <laughs> hawk doesn't. The hawk. Ah, right. Well, I mean, obviously the chicken can't fly to find us. No. So she that wouldn't work. So why don't we just do this the old-fashioned way? Every two hours, we'll stop by and check in at the front desk at the end of the desert winds. I can pick up a drink while I'm there. If you find something, find a street urchin, give him a silver piece, and give him a note. He's not going to be able to read it, and he'll take it to the place. What languages do you speak, Azaz? Uh, hold on, that's why slash I can't fal- Slash Falto. I'm betting that Azaz knows more languages. Uh, who knows Ancient Osiriani? He's a wizard. <laughs> Put it in Ancient Osiriani just to be safe. That's, I was thinking like, Knoll, Draconic, something real weird. How about something I actually speak? You won't be reading the note or sending it to Falto. True. Uh, I guess I'm I know, also not writing the note. I know Osiriani, Ancient Osiriani, Taldane, and Kelish. Ancient Assyriani. Those are all the four languages I know, too. Hmm. Do you speak Kellish? 
I speak Kellish. Yes. It's a trade language. It's also a common language of the people who came from the Padishal Empire of Kalesh. We had so. to know it so that we could make money. All right. Well, that seems fun. We know plenty of street urchins. It's true. Yes, but now they're going to want ten gold pieces instead of a silver piece. Nah. Nah. That was just to clear them out of the building. For regular stuff, they get the regular price. I mean, that'll upset the local economy, sure. But hey, when good fortune reigns in your laps, you can spread it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sounds like we got a plan. I used to kill rats for a silver piece each. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, they're they're everywhere. In Absalom. Gosh. But also not especially difficult to kill if you can catch them. Right, so Falto and Azaz will be a distraction and come? also check the docks. And yep. l- we need to go back to the library. Woo! Yeah! And... Don't sound so enthusiastic about that. That's going to be like going into the viper's nest. I love myself a library. Is it in the paid section, the diorama? Of course it is. Yes. Of course it is. You knew this. And then we'll investigate the vault. I gotta prepare a fireball. (laughs) Uh, Any particular reason why? I thought we were trying not to light things on fire. If you need some, I have some fresh back, Guana. I should be okay. Hmm. The the wizards are going to... (laughs) Exchange Guano. Fireball. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess after lunch, after breakfast, we make for the the library. The library. I already pay your fifty gold pieces. It's not fifty. It's fifty total. Yeah, it's like oh, ten a piece. Oh, ten a piece. Okay. For saying there, I was like scrolls. <laughs> oh yeah. Do we have time to go sell our ill-gotten gains, semi-gotten gains? Well, actually, first off, before you head off, Falto would. Stop Citra before she makes her way past. Oh, just a heads up. Uh, if you are searching around and you're looking for any information, because it sounds like you guys are looking for a place. Yes. There's a dwarf I talked to by the name of Ramat Glyphkeeper Third. From what I understand, he's like, I don't know, 400 years old. Apparently built a whole bunch of the local structures and all the rest of that. He kind of knows a little bit of everything. So if you're looking for somebody that might know something, he might be your man. Dwarf. Thank you. Dwarf that man. is extremely helpful. Right. Always happy to help. She kisses him on the cheek and then joins the rest of them. Uh, just as a side note, he's it's not that he's not all there, but he seems to have a little difficulty with names, so if he starts calling you weird names or something, just, just roll with it. I can do that. Okay. Off we go. Yep. You can find him in the Sunrise Market. Okay. I suppose the uh, the lot of you set off, so uh, first off, yes, you can go and sell your various scrolls if you so wish. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, the only place they can give you the financial funds and such for this that you're looking for would be the Temple of Nethys. But if you need to provide them with a well of the Banshee, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh. Yeah, no. Maybe we sell stuff after we deal with the Hachia. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to put that out there. We have to go to the library, the this main like, library, well to check, the check the diorama, though. Why does this come on a 25-pound metal tube? Don't <laughs> To ask. discourage you carrying it around. <laughs> I was going to say, do all four of us need to go in, or do we want to be, like, discreet-like and just send, like, one or two of us in, get well, the location, Well, Hollis and has go. to go, go because she's the one who made the knowledge geography checks and the stuff about the where the sun and moon and all that crap would be. And then some... And do you have light memorized? Nope. Onuris is going to have to go to cast light because we have to have something to mimic the sun for the shadow of the obelisk. And I did the engineering check. <laughs> eh, whatever. We're all going. I'm just saying. We like to draw attention to ourselves, don't we? I think any of us is going to draw attention at this point. Yeah, we might as well go as a group. That way it's harder to kidnap us. Because I broke a thing in the Hachia's face. Onuris is gold. You're with us all the time. You I'm won a, the race. I'm a black cat. You're a cat. We're all pretty conspicuous. Yeah. Let's just trying to be less. 
<laughs> Something is going to end up biting us in the butt. I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> so uh, before you set off, though, you had not made, made the... Actually, I think you guys already made the knowledge nature check to know the positions of the sun. Correct? Yeah, we uh, know yeah, the we positions okay. of the sun and all that stuff. That's why Hollis is the one who made the checks. That's why she needs to go, because she's the one who knows where... Yeah, we've basically just got to go do a simulation on the diorama <laughs> to figure out where this, like, where the um, obelisk will be, shadow will be pointing to. Yeah, we're Ark of the Covenant in this. A little like, bit, like yes. What Indiana yeah. did when he and... You know, they found the correct place to be, and then they were like, oh, they were digging in the wrong spot, those stupid Nazis. This is just like university. I used to have this friend. Oh, he died an experiment. Anyway, I used to have this friend at university. He really liked experiments, and he liked to make little models, and I got to be helpful. How did he die? He made a model of, what was that, some sort of scary creature, and then he decided he was going to see if he could make it into a golem, but then he did, but then it killed him because he didn't do it right. What scary thing did he turn it into? I don't know. It had a lot of teeth. A shark. The professors had to kill it. Oh. It's before I took my Monster 101 class. Mm. Reminds me never to go to that school. Oh, it was great fun. I mean, he died. It was sad. That part was sad. But, you know, then he just became a skeleton and he went to... He was from Geb. He was like on an exchange program. So then he just became a skeleton. You could go say hi to him if you wanted to. Wait. I don't know if he'd remember you, though, because he was a skeleton. Wait, I don't think skeletons can you remember. wanted to be turned into a skeleton? That's a whole deal. Remember, we've talked about this insane nation before. He grows, I think, grapes or something. I don't know. So the the lot of you, I suppose, gather together, heading towards the, uh, well, once again, the library, deciding not to stop by the temple. Yeah. You arrive at the library with no issue. We pay the grouchy desk people ten gold. Yeah. Each. Everyone go ahead and make me a sense motive This seems check. like a bad deal. To know that everyone is watching us. Oh, okay. my. I rolled a 5 for a, an 11. Rolled a 19 for a 25. Rolled a 7 for an 18, because I can't roll above a 10 today. Rolled a 14 for a 21. You all make your way in. You kind of get the impression that the whole place is quieter than usual. It's not necessarily that there are fewer people but the tones just seem to be more hushed. Eventually, you make your way in, and you pay your 50 gold pieces to gain access to the inner sanctum. Everybody pays 10. I look at Sudi like we didn't sell our treasure. Sudi marks off 20 gold. <laughs> Let's make this quick, shall we? Uh, hmm? Shouldn't that be 12.5 each? Oh, yeah, there's four of us. Hmm. Yeah, so it can't be 10 each. Uh, I thought it was a $10. I thought it was a 10 gold per person fee. No, it's, 50, it's 50 for a group. Ah. Uh. You make your way in, find the diorama in question. Beautiful diorama depicting the city with what appears to be a small obelisk depicting the Tower of Ra's glory. Onuris will take out a coin because it's the easiest thing to do and cast light on it and wait for Hollis's instructions. I was going to say, is there any way we can like disguise what we're doing by any chance? We have to use light. No, I know, but like just to not make it obvious what we're doing. Well, if nobody knows Not about the library really. but the hot yet, I mean... Go be dramatic somewhere else to cause some commotion. I don't think that's going to work. Sitch <laughs> so just probably just makes her way in. It's like, okay, guys, you guys are going to do your thing. And then goes, wanders off and chats up her mom for a bit. Because, you know, they're still I working on I don't want the... them to know that that's my mom. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> don't create more targets. No. All right. Hollis is going to do some calculating. Yeah, so Hollis, go ahead and make me another knowledge nature check. Can sugar help? Uh, yeah, sugar can eat another. Well, sugar helps. A lot. 
Um, I get a 17. I rolled a dang two. Okay. Sudi, I think it's... Actually, I think maybe Sugar can do this too. Uh, I will need a knowledge engineering check as well. That's me. I know knowledge engineering. Oh, very well. Dang it, I rolled a two. Hollis gets a five. Sugar gets a six. Sugar aids, at least. Um, 17. Uh, So I get a two for an 11. Boy, howdy. So, uh, Hollis, I'll need another knowledge nature. All right, that was actually good. Sugar does not help me. Um, 29. Okay. And Sudi, I will need a... Well, actually, for anyone that has knowledge engineering, you may make another knowledge engineering check. That's slightly better. Sugar aids with a nat 20. Hollis rolls a 7. Sad. And gets a 19. Uh, Sudi rolls an 11 and gets a 20. Okay. And lastly, anyone that wishes may make me a knowledge local. Is that your critical giggle? Yeah. Did you critical the skill check? Yes, I did. Good for you. (laughs) 19. I rolled a nat 20 for a 32. Nice. (laughs) You always kind of settle in here. Unroll a couple pieces of parchment. I imagine, Citra, you probably kind of run off and grab a couple of books and such for them because this is still an extensive library, so you're still kind of referencing a couple of books about various celestial movements, checking back on this. Hollis doing a whole bunch of... She pulls out, like, this compass, and she's doing a whole bunch of calculations of the sun's movement, considering that... You know, with your initial knowledge check uh, and even your knowledge nature there, you had a general idea, but you're trying to pinpoint the sun's exact position to hit this thing to point to a specific point after two hours. Wow. That's not, you know, inconspicuous at all. Hollis, you think you get the exact position down. Sudi, you kind of, you dig around through this. You look around through some of the other parchments here, reference some of the materials pertaining towards the local buildings, the structures, the obelisk, the exact point. This is a two-scale model. It's not 100% exact. Of course not. You eventually determine that the exact height of this structure was 125 feet. This allows you to position, you know, just kind of take that model, adjust up Onyurus's, like, hand position where he's holding it, where it's basically Onyurus has one hand out holding a gold, or, you know, a coin, and then you kind of, like, cupped around it to make it into, like, a little bit of a spotlight to shine down at it, and then you have, like, Hollis and Sudi both grabbing your hand and pushing it back and forth, <laughs> angling it down, until you think you have it precisely. This shines across the length of Tefu, and Citra, as you lean down over, you see that it points to a single solitary building located in Wajet's Walk. What appears to be an otherwise nondescript small common bathhouse. Nice. And that just looks to be it. Well, that's a bathhouse. I've walked by it a hundred times. Hmm. I wonder if the Hathia frequents there. Well, and the dark depository was under a well. Apparently there's a water theme. Oh, maybe. There might be a natural system for a natural cave or something that they used to build Mm -hmm. it up. Don't know. Hmm. But I suppose you kind of, you look down at this on your shoe pocket, your coin, dismiss the light spell. You look around at the, uh, the various curious onlookers that have been stealing glances over in all of your direction the whole time that you're doing this, and have to wonder how long before this word gets back to the Hatya. Yep. And how much time you'll have uninterrupted, having already used two hours of your day. Well, we're booking it to this bathhouse, Yeah, guys. I know, for sure, like, post-haste. And I suppose you gather yourselves together... And we'll pick it up here next time. Ba-da-ba-bum. Nice. All right. Going to go into another bathhouse. Hopefully it has less. Hopefully substantially fewer undead. Well, no, there are no undead in the last one. Yeah. Oh, well, there are more undead.
Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.